WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Thursday, September 28th. It is indeed Kale and Company right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app and, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number, Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L. Don Stenzlin with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board. Daniel Valdez, Anthony Dorenzo, our associate producers. Action-packed Thursday today, baby. We are loaded, and we're going to give it our all. Why? Because everybody must eat, baby. That's why. Dawn, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Doing great. You stay with the debate for the whole shebang? Almost. Almost. I pivoted out after the economy. <laughs> it's the only thing I cared about. We'll get to that in the big take. Gregory, good morning. How you doing, sir? Did you see the mugshot for our friend Meatball? Yep. Yeah. Cry me a river. Yeah, wow. you could see that her tears had streamed down. Yeah. Will she live stream those tears on Instagram to all of her influencing followers? Do we know what she was charged with? I've got the... It's funny you say that, Mr. Stalker. Oh. I have right in front of me the looting arrest rap sheet for everybody that was arrested. I've got names, charges, stores they robbed. Interesting. Uh, sneaker size. Yeah. Social security numbers, you name it. What if you have to return the yoga pants that you looted and stole... And they're the wrong size. Oh, it's a great question. What about returns? It's a great question. Inquiring minds need yeah. to know. You yeah. know how like you can take um you can take Amazon packages that you don't want back to Kohl's and get mm-hmm. returns. Maybe you know, like maybe a store would want to step up and say, ah. Hey, if you looted something and, it, and it's not the right size, yes. bring it in. Yes. We'll give you a coupon. Oh, a coupon. I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. What if you get one of the lawyers, you know, who's even on our air, <laughs> you know, sometimes when you're a looter in Philadelphia, <laughs> I am not licensed in your state. <laughs> but you need a good lawyer to get your yoga pants to be the right size. Uh, Cordell and Cordell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we got a lot of good things to get into today. Full reaction to the debate last night. Closures in retail because of crime. And a Senate reversal when it comes to Mr. Fetterman and proper work attire. How about that? Wow. Yeah. Common sense win? Yeah, big common sense victory. A lot of common sense victories in the last 24 hours. And let's get the news going. Speaking of common sense, she has plenty of it. And she's got the news at 6.05. Here is the great Dawn Stenzlin. Now let's get to it. Thursday, September 28th, so much happening in the city of Philadelphia and, of course, beyond the city of Philadelphia. So uh, despite the fact that police sent out many warnings across uh, the city, and despite the fact that there were, when we left you 24 hours ago, there were confirmed 20-plus arrests, the chaos continued. And we now have more arrests, and we have word from Philadelphia that this will not be tolerated. We're talking about looting, more looting across the city of Philadelphia, despite that increase of police presence 
And Philadelphia police saying the bottom line, sending a message. Philadelphia is not going to be the place where you can do this type of behavior. But but beside that police presence that was beefed up across Philadelphia, unfortunately, another group of looters wreaked havoc on the city. So we did have Commissioner John, the interim Commissioner John Stamford, speaking out about that. This morning, as it stands, a total of 52 arrests have been made so far, and all but three of them are indeed adults. So we had been hearing they were all juvies, but now they're saying of the 52, all but three of them are adults. There were reports on social media, I will point out, showing that some some people were let go or that was the perception of bystanders. So we haven't gotten to the bottom of that. Yeah, those RORs, correct? Released yes. on, on reconnaissance. Yeah. So were those juveniles? We don't, you know, we, we have to get to the bottom of that. But the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board said at least 18 fine wine and good spirits stores across Philadelphia were indeed looted initially. <laughs> so everybody so, must eat. Yeah. Everybody. But, uh, but, but what about the... I mean, is there a lot of uh, groceries that are consumed at uh, fine wine and good spirits stores? Not that I know of. Okay. No. Just a lot of booze. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. So Act all... like it's prohibition all over again. <laughs> just, just do whatever you can. Yeah, so all the fine wine and, you know, all the all the fine wine, all the liquor stores in Philadelphia, as well as one in the one in Cheltenham Plaza, shut down by the state because they're all state run in the interest of employee safety. And they're assessing the damage and all the loss, that mm. that official word from the fine wine and spirits folks. So they are now uh, looking to reopen today, maybe, but maybe not. Yeah, we don't have not. a decision. Yeah, you know, we just don't know if we can open up a bunch of liquor stores because people can't behave properly. So we've got that going for us, which is nice. Yeah, come out to the suburbs to buy your booze, folks. Don't worry, we got plenty. So I will say that the Philadelphia police continue to put out the word that all of this lawlessness, which they say will not be tolerated, is in no way related to anything that happened as far as that initial uh, initial march that happened around City Hall to talk about the police shooting of Eddie Irizarry. They keep putting that out there, which I think is which is a good thing mm-hmm. to say these these are just individuals who apparently did, were spurred by social media. And that brings us to the woman, the most notable arrestee of the 52, 21-year-old Deja Blackwell. So she's accused of using her social media platform to encourage people to engage in looting at multiple locations. And we talked about yesterday that caravan caravan of cars Mm -hmm. that were going across the city, not just in Center City and not just on Walnut Street, but North Philadelphia, the Northeast and points beyond And so she's charged with burglary, conspiracy, criminal trespass, riot, criminal mischief, criminal use of communication facility, Mm -hmm. and receipt of stolen property and disorderly conduct. I would think the burglary charge is probably the most severe of those, which hopefully, uh, and she's, I believe, what, 21 years old, so uh, she's not going to, she should not get off lately, although she might, knowing this city. Yeah, and I mean, the interim commissioner, Stanford, talked directly about her, said she incited many other individuals to do, at one point, what we know is coordinating the caravan of individuals to go go across the city, hitting multiple locations. Oh, yeah, she was like the she was like the drill sergeant general uh, brigadier, like just leading the charge. You go here, you go there, then we're going here. It'll be chaos everywhere. She was orchestrating everything. 
So that's what she's accused of, and these mm-hmm. are very serious charges, which perhaps do explain that mugshot that has gone viral where you could clearly see she had been sobbing. Mm-hmm. I, my question is is that when you do stuff like this on social media and your videos are out there and they become – do you do you really just think you're going to get away with it? I know. That's the, that's the wild part. And I think they do because they realize in this city you're going to get off lightly. Sadly. Is it that or is it just this – like this is kind of oblivion being, being noticed no oblivion to any consequences they're like well everything's on social media so like of course i'm gonna live stream mm-hmm. it just don't care they don't care and they wanted to glamorize it she's got 120 think about that she's got 125,000 followers yeah so that's 111,000 more than i have <laughs> i'm well, sitting there looking at my followers i only have 15 grand i'm like a schlub well um you know now she's accused of using that as a weapon Yep. And so she's in jail. Yep. She's, uh, you know, facing court and will follow this. But clearly the Philadelphia police and this interim com- commissioner making an example out of not only her, uh, this suspect, but all the others. Which is nice on the police front. But then once it gets to the DA's office and once it gets handed over to yeah. Krasner, it's like if you're the commissioner or the interim, you're trying to really shake things up to whatever power you truly have. And you kind of get sawed off at the knees by your district attorney then, right? We shall see. Yeah. Uh, we have one man injured. This is a police investigation. A man injured in a shooting right near Philadelphia's popular Italian market. This happened in the 900 block of Washington Avenue, South Philadelphia, obviously, last night. And that shooting, they start, they say, started with an argument inside a deli. So the 27-year-old victim was shot twice in the abdomen, according to to police and he was found he tried to walk out and he was on the sidewalk so they're now looking for two male suspects who were clearly uh, captured there on surveillance cameras in the area so we don't know the we don't know the circumstances surrounding that they're looking for the two suspects we don't know if this is they're saying a ro- uh, an argument but was there a robbery involved what was going on here and uh, there was a day of remembrance at Roxborough High School all day yesterday as teachers, staff, and students honor the life of Nicholas Elizalde, the 14-year-old, the freshman, who was gunned down as he walked off a scrimmage field um, just in the shadow of Roxy. And this was after a a JV scrimmage, by the way. And so he's being remembered this week as well. Mm -hmm. And we've talked a lot about, about that tragic situation. There were others. He was killed. There were others shot. We don't hear much about the others who were shot and we don't hear much as well about the intended target. So we continue to follow the story carefully. And they have made some arrests, but we haven't heard a lot about those court proceedings. This involves juveniles once again, which we're blocked then from learning mm-hmm. all the details or the exact the names of the suspects, etc. Right. Yeah. I'll just bring this highlight to you because we want to get to Nick's big take, which, of course, was on what happened last night. Uh, U.S. Senator, as far as on the political scene, U.S. Senator Bob Menendez of New Jersey pleading not guilty to those federal bribery charges in court, making that appearance. Federal prosecutors accusing Menendez of using his powerful post to secretly advance Egyptian interests and do favors for New Jersey businessmen in exchange, allegedly, for bribes of cash and gold bars, thus giving him the nickname Gold Bar Bob, which has gone viral. (laughs) Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's just uh, just money from my savings account, Dawn. It's, <clears> you know, must be nice. Yeah, no bribes here. This is what we do in Cuba. It's the Cuba card. <laughs> 
So making his first appearance in federal court yesterday, Menendez and his wife, who was also charged in the case, they said nothing in and out of the court there as they arrived and left the the lower Manhattan courthouse. And of course, he was forced to step down as chairman of the powerful, uh, powerful chairman of the Foreign Relations Committee after the indictment was brought last week. So we continue to follow that story and many others, including what's happening in Chester and beyond. We'll take you there with all the day's news. NBC 10 first alert forecast today. Back to the dreary, drizzly, cloudy weather today. I'm sorry to say we enjoyed a little spritz of sunshine, but now the spritz of the wet stuff and we return to that. So uh, we're dreary today for your Thursday, for your Friday. We really don't see a fully bright, sunny day until Sunday. And that's when we see near 80 degrees and bright, sunny skies for your Sunday. It'll actually be 78, but 64 today, 30% chance of the spattering of showers, a lot of clouds. Tomorrow, much of the same mid-60s clouds. Saturday, we are still cloudy but less of the rain for your Saturday. And like I say, Sunday, we start a summer-like stretch with 78, near 80 degrees for your Monday. We go into it next week when we think about our Phillies. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, Eagles, as, as we think about Monday and Tuesday of next week, a lot of sports, but a beautiful sunny stretch for next week, near 80 degrees every day, and we get rid of the rain. This is Kellen Company News Live. All right, Don, thank you very much. 6.15 Thursday morning. Let's get to another Big Take. The Big Take on Kellen Company. All right, the Big Take this morning, GOP primary debate number two. The second Republican primary debate took place last night, 9 o'clock on Fox News. Seven GOP hopefuls took the stage, which included Ron DeSantis, Vivek Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley, Chris Christie, Tim Scott, Mike Pence, and Doug Burgum. Of course, missing from action was the runaway favorite, Donald Trump, the 45th president of the United States, opted out. Instead of attending the debate at the Ronald Reagan Presidential Library, Trump was in Michigan for the UAW strike. And Trump, who has a massive lead, is not being a coward. He is being strategic and has nothing to gain at this point with such a massive lead in every poll. And I said on Wednesday's edition of Kale & Company that if I was one of the seven on the debate stage, I would make it my life's mission to hammer home my crystal clear vision on how to rebuild the American economy and have citizens of the United States flourishing financially and feeling good about their economic realities. It's the one thing that Trump does better than anybody else. The border, Ukraine, crime, energy, and other topics, certainly important, but nothing more important than the economy. And here are some of my takeaways on the economy from last night, which, by the way, allow me to start with the pregame show on Jesse Waters, where he had Ned Ryan on, American Majority founder and CEO, who claimed that candidates must lead against injustice. No, you don't lead with that. Americans don't care about the injustices to the GOP right now. They care about the economy. You lead with the economy. And with that, the debate would begin. Ronald Reagan would welcome us in. And so the Republican Party and what it means to be a conservative would ensue. Would Ronald Reagan even recognize this country and the grand old party today? Dana Perino, Stuart Varney, and Ilya Calderon would moderate the presentation and debate. Candidates would get one minute to respond and 30 seconds to respond if they were singled out. Dana Perino said, we are drowning in division and incivility, which is absolutely correct. The economy is killing our country. The panelists then 
did lead with the economy. Tim Scott would talk about the economy, but pivoted to the wall in Title 42. Not sure what that has to do with the economy. Vivek doesn't have patience for the union bosses, but he does have patience for union workers. But he feels pretty good about those individuals, talking about his family experiences and hardships about his father's layoffs at GE and his mom's layoffs, and then talked about playing the victimhood uh, card in this country and how it is plaguing this nation. Take a listen to how Vivek would fix America's economy. Listen. You know what, if I was giving advice to those workers, I would say go pick it in front of the White House in Washington, D.C. That's really where the protest needs to be. Disastrous economic policies that have driven up prices, that have driven up interest rates and mortgage rates. At the same time, wages remaining stagnant. What we need is to deliver economic growth in this country. Unlock American energy. Drill, frack, burn coal, embrace nuclear energy. Put people back to work by no longer paying them more money to stay at home. Stabilize the U.S. dollar itself and rescind a majority of those unconstitutional federal regulations that are hampering our economy. That is how we unleash American exceptionalism. And that's not a Democratic vision or a Republican vision. That is an American vision that we embrace economic growth and capitalism is still the best system known to man to lift us up from poverty and we should not apologize for it that's what it means to be an american i like vivek there with the drilling and the fracking but if you heard that's not a republican thing that's not a democratic thing he stole that from barack obama that was shades of obama last night but also plenty of capitalism on top of it so we like that uh we then heard from nikki haley talking about biden on the picket line and talking about biden's spending as the cause of inflation let's take a listen to nikki haley on the economy i think we need to look at exactly what happened biden showed up on that picket line but why are those workers actually there It's because of all of the spending that he has pushed through in the economy that's raised the inflation. So when you look at the fact that we are paying higher gas prices, higher grocery prices, $7,000 more a year for families, what we need to do is I came out with an economic plan, eliminate the gas and diesel tax so that they have more money in their pocket. Let's focus on on going after middle America and cutting taxes for middle America and collapsing those brackets. Let's get rid of unfair distortions like the state and local tax that they give to wealthy people in, in blue states and not in paid by red states. And let's make sure we make the small business taxes permanent. They only made those temporary. They made the corporate taxes permanent. Let's focus on what it takes to get more cash in the pockets of workers. That's when we'll be able to deal with strikes like this, not sitting on a picket line like Joe Biden is. Thank you. All right, some taxes, some gas prices. Not bad, Nikki, not bad. She would then be interrupted by Doug Burgum. Shout out to number seven for making a peep last night. Not really sure why he's there, though. Sloppy Chris Christie would then ramble on about the national debt and truth and kicking the can down the road and, of course, took his obligatory shot at Donald Trump. He even mentioned Trump's golf clubs. Uh, And then finally, we got to Mr. Mustard himself, Ron DeSantis. Here is the Florida governor on the economy and who is responsible. He even mentions uh, Trump and some crocodile tears. Take a listen. So please spare me uh, the crocodile tears for these people. They need to change what's going on. And where's Joe Biden? He's completely missing in action from leadership. And you know who else is missing in action? Donald Trump is missing in action. He should be on this stage tonight. He owes it to you. 
to defend his record where they added $7.8 trillion to the debt. That set the stage for the inflation that we have now. I can tell you this, as governor of Florida, we cut taxes, we ran surpluses, we've paid down over 25% of our state debt, and I vetoed wasteful spending when it came to my desk. And as your president, when they send me a bloating spending bill that's going to cause your prices to go up, I'm going to take out this veto pen and I'm going to send it right back to them. Ilya, you mentioned me on the question. Nah, you can take out your veto pen all you would like, Ron. Not a bad answer, not a bad answer, but at the end of the day, I don't think Trump owes it to you or anybody on that stage or anybody watching, listening, and consuming the debate in America because the reality is this. With the economy, Trump was the best, and in 2017, 2018, and 2019, Americans were flourishing before all hell broke loose in 2020. And the debate would spend about 20 minutes on the economy last night, and rightfully so, but my takeaway is this. Nobody, not even Ron DeSantis, wowed me with the economy. They all made solid points, but they didn't get me feeling great about their vision and how quickly they could turn things around. And people have the audacity to question Trump's backbone to show up for debate number two. Based on these answers, Trump gave us his answer, and not one of these seven seemed to be the answer. And that's the big take. The Big Take on Kale & Company. All right, big take on this Thursday morning. Thoughts, reaction from the debate last night on the economy or any other subject that you would like? 855-839-1210, the phone number, Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210 WPHT. And, of course, you can be a part of the show on YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210 WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe buttons and be a part of the Kale & Company comment community. We'll get some reaction and takeaways uh, from Dawn and Greg on the debate last night as well as... Proof that last night could very well have been a dud. We've got some financial details as to what it would cost you to advertise last night. And let's just say they were rolling back prices on Fox News like it was Walmart in 1997. We'll get into that. And then, of course, plenty of looting and rioting. Night number two in Philly as we continue our number one of Kale & Company Thursday morning. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. This is the Kale & Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Such a great experience um, getting Michael's car. You remember getting your first car. It was a great memory at with our friends at Philadelphia, Piazza, Honda. It was such a great experience. In fact, I said, oh, that was easy. And when have you said that, by the way, going to get a vehicle? Because you kind of dread it. They made everything easy. He ended up with a lease, got a incredible rate. I mean, it was, it was, everything was good. Ross, Vince, Tony, Kristen, they, they're just great people to deal with so much. So I was like, uh, how much can I get for a trade in at my 2018 minivan? And that blew me away. So maybe I'll get something new. I'm looking at it. You know, now is the time. It's fall. You're headed into the holidays, maybe some holiday travel, maybe a hurly, uh, an early holiday gift, whatever it is. Turn to my friends at the Piazza Auto Group for all your needs. Find yourself that new certified or pre-owned vehicle. And, yeah, they have an amazing selection. More than 1,200 pre-owned vehicles. That's at any given time. And not just, you know, I, I talk about my Honda. Nick Kale talks about his Honda truck. Acura, Mazda, Hyundai, Volkswagen. But pretty much any other brand that you could imagine. And that's what I'm talking about. There is a power in the Piazza Auto Group because they're all over. 
Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware. Just visit them, PiazzaAutogroup.com. Search their pre-owned inventory or for that dealer nearest you. Kale and Company, live here on a Thursday morning. Nick, Don, and Greg. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Get us on the free Odyssey app. And, of course, watch us live on YouTube, 855-839-1210, to climb in. So, second GOP primary debate last night, and I said all week long leading into this that I was not overly uh, ecstatic or enthused and excited to watch it. It felt like it was very, very low energy, and I think it was very low energy last night for the most part. From a consumption standpoint, what I wanted to see and hear was visions and plans for the future on the economy, should uh, you know Donald Trump uh, trip, bang his head, and die, and somebody else become president? Because none of these other people are going to become president. They're all vying for vice president or a spot in a cabinet somewhere. And the reason I felt like it was low energy, it, it's a combination of four or five different things. Obviously, no Donald Trump. Uh, also, the buildup to it, how they were promoting it, was it was going to be on Fox Business and simulcasted on Fox News. And I kept hearing them pump up Fox Business, and I'm thinking, is it not really good enough? Is it? Do they really know? It's the, I mean, it's their own product, but like, you're not making it sound like this is a Fox News presentation. Uh, the moderators, with all due respect to Dana Perino, who I like a lot, um, was not crazy about her plus Stuart Varney. And then Ilya Calderon. Well, can I? Can, can we do? Uh, can we do debate one here, uh, Daniel? Because I want to. Th- it started off very awkwardly. Okay. I, yeah. I'm sure you guys saw this. This is debate one. Stuart Varney was trying to introduce everybody. Yeah. I'm Stuart Varney of Fox Business, and I am thrilled to be sitting alongside my co-moderators, Fox News Channel Dana Perino and Ilya Calderon, Cal- uh, 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 Univision. Yeah, yeah. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you. Thank you, Stuart. President Reagan, famously... It's amazing. Anyway. Stuart Varney basically pulling a Joe Biden. Look, look, we all have... Of course. We all have those moments. I I, get it. Yeah. But... um, Dawn and I talk 20, 30 hours a week. (laughs) We we get it, for sure. But it's just... It it wasn't a great way to start off the debate. No. And I got to imagine when the ratings come out, they're going to be substantially lower than they were for the first one. And to tell you what the network thought, what Fox thought about this going into it as they are selling advertising space um, in the debate itself, the first GOP primary debate, a 30-second commercial, cost you $495,000. So just about a half million dollars for a 30-second spot for debate number one a month ago. But the same 30-second spot last night cost just over $200,000. Wow, they cut him in half. You saved over $295,000 per 30 seconds if you wanted to wait from night one to night two. So you add it all up, you know, no Trump, the ad revenue cut in half, the moderators not being overly strong and compelling and uh, stumbling out of the gates, the way they promoted it um, for the most part, and then, of course, the substance itself. Uh, Dawn, I'm not sure what your takeaways were, but um, I'm not sure that I'm going to be overly enthused for uh, debate number three whenever that comes along. Yeah, and I'm like you. I'm I'm a huge uh, Dana Perino. I what I wanted to say this morning was, and the winner is Dana. Okay, <laughs> you know I'm a huge fan. Like, but I knew that she was a little nervous about the night when she was on earlier because I'm driving around football practice and somebody forgot some of their football gear. And tried, oh, and so I had between Rich Scioli and I flipped over to hear, you know, what maybe Martha and Dana were talking about. And so I heard this exchange where 
um, Dana was like, yeah, Martha, thanks for all your advice. Oh. And I'm, I've never done this before. And right. I was like, Rutro, she yeah. seems nervous. Projecting weakness a little yeah, bit. Well, just, I mean, honesty. And it was a nice back and forth, mm-hmm. but it was unusual. Right. It was because they're all so confident. And look, Dana Perina worked during, <clears throat> I know she was in her 20s, but she worked for the Bush administration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? She was actually one of, I, one of or the first you know, we talk about KJP being a first. Mm-hmm. Dana, back in the day, right. did hold that job as an interim under mm-hmm. the, the Bush administration. And did it pretty well. Under, uh, you know, George W. So, you know, very experienced, accomplished. But that, to me, was a little surprising. So I, I think this was one of those things where they were out of, like, a fish out of water a little bit. They were, because you know how we are. We look at every morning, we come in, right, and remember, I get your coffee and this mm-hmm. and that, but... But we have our routine and we are teammates. Right. And it's almost like you have a superstar team, but then you take Dana out of that element. Yep. And so to me, that that was also channeled by the candidates, maybe, because mm-hmm. there there were awkward moments by them. Yeah. And as far as I will say Nikki Haley, because I kind of thought, oh, if she looks like the grown up in the room again, remember we talked about yesterday that and she looked fabulous and i love that bright red sheen of her sure you know jacket so visually and she kind of almost looked like she coordinated with vivek because his tie <laughs> yeah, was like that. the exact hey, like we're, deep you we're know gonna be in the middle of the stage what do you think red <laughs> on red yeah that sounds good dana or, uh, like, that sounds good nikki <laughs> like a holiday gift card like you gotta wear that but you know i thought that she should not have had the dumb comment because she looked like the adult in the room and the president, you want to look presidential. Mm-hmm. And I thought sometimes, and she was kind of with a tight pursed lip sometimes, and she got a little too irked and yeah. it got under her skin a little bit too much. You want to look like that relaxed leader power, you know, making that power look, that power play. She didn't have it. I agree. And, and so none of them had it truthfully. Mm-hmm. And so that to me, it was just like, wow, these are the, juniors these are the lessers well they uh what dawn uh is referring to i'm going to go to cut eight here uh debate eight here uh daniel what she was referring to is the question was on technology and the effects it has on our kids and banning tiktok and uh nikki haley said this to vivek ramaswamy debate eight uh, daniel so i'm here to tell you no i don't know it all i will listen I will have the best people, the best and brightest in this country, whatever age they are, advising me. We will be probably many of the people on this stage included. That's how I built my companies. I want to be challenged. I want people who disagree with me. That's what makes America great because we're not a perfect nation. We're founded on the pursuit of perfection. That is what makes America great. And that is why we will end it once we win this election. Uh, I have to jump. I, I have to jump in here. I'm sorry. I have to, was speaking. There's one person ahead, on this. This is infuriating because TikTok <laughs> is one of the most dangerous social media apps yes, that is. we could have. And what you've got, I honestly, every time I hear you, I feel a little bit dumber for what you say because I can't believe they hear that you've got a TikTok situation. What they're doing is these 150 million people are on TikTok. Okay, so well, you know my stance on TikTok, so I love the fact that Nikki's sitting there about talking about how dangerous. Dangerous TikTok is. Dangerous, I also, though? Yeah, I, I, 
is dangerous. It's ridiculous. I think it's, it's a ridiculous, it's a ridiculous statement. It's not dangerous. It's not that, any more dangerous than anything else. But I, I also like Vivek. We get our food from China, people. <laughs> Why do we get all our food? Speaking of China, did you hear about Fetterman where he said we've got to stop selling land to China? <laughs> the first time I've ever heard Fetterman say something that I agree with. <laughs> we can get to that later. Um, oh, you have some good juicy Fetterman stuff. Oh, I can't wait. It's going to be great. Yeah. But, you know, I, I like Vivek there when he's talking about, and, and not specifically about TikTok, but he admitted he doesn't know everything, which is refreshing because he does try to come off like the smartest guy in the room at times. But I like the one thing that I really like, and this this should be applicable to every candidate, this is something you should want even in, in your work life. You want to be around people that say, you know what, I want people around me that might disagree with me. Don't surround yourself with yep. a bunch of yes people. Yep. So I love that. But the Nikki comment, the dumb stuff, is that beneath her? I don't know that that's beneath her, is it? I mean, I didn't have a problem with her kind of getting semi-personal and taking a little pot shot. Every time I hear you on this, you get you. I get dumber. I don't mind that. I don't know. It was. It's more the visual, and I hate to say this. You know, we go back to the, and I talked this in, in journalism classes and adjunct, right? Just the visual of it. It would. You just want that person. If Trump had been there, he would have just owned, clobbered all of these yes. individuals. Yes. And that's a leader. That that is the person who emerges, is confident in their own skin, and just owns it. And you you hear them all, rap, 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 and they're trying. At least she was the one who mm-hmm. who nailed it and right. got the line and got the camera to go to her. And that is the leadership. You know, she's the strongest one up there. Sure. Truthfully. Uh, but of all of them, it's still it's they did not exude confidence, leadership, strength yeah. to it, me personally. Mm-hmm. Everybody went after Vivek too, which mm-hmm. which was very interesting to me. I like, think like, I think they're a little tired of that guy. Yeah, he he went well. He does. I mean, look. <clears throat> first of all, what was up with his hair? <laughs> I mean, it was like, yeah, how about that? It was like halfway off his head. He's <laughs> um, like a southern yeah. a southern lady with his big hair. Yeah, I don't I don't know what was happening. Did he take but, Trump's hairspray or something? He's <laughs> a very he's a very good speaker. He's he's like yeah. I would hire him in a second to be a talk show. Host. Oh, a thousand. He's, percent. I mean, he's very eloquent. He's he's quick on his feet, but there is something annoying about him. Really, like there just is a it's little too a little too good to be true. And like, oh, wow, well, I think that the, I, 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 he's too poli- <laughs> he's 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 like salesman-y, He's yeah. he's um politician-y, and it's mm-hmm. just and and Ron DeSantis too. I, yeah. At some Mustard. point, at some point, we have to. Every time he would make a statement, he would give this weird. Smile mm-hmm. at the end of it because the it, consultants have said, yeah. make sure you smile at the end." So he's like, "But, but it, I got a it smile." Looks so fake. He's uncomfortable doing it. <laughs> it yeah. was so fake. There, there are. I, I'll always remember this about Tony Bruno. Tony Bruno would always have the same smile or smirk for a photo, or anytime we would do a remote and people wanted to take pictures, he had it down to a science. It yeah. was like an art. <laughs> and there are some people that are just not comfortable in picture settings yeah. and photo ops and smiling. They're they always. Hold their hands a certain mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Like DeSantis is that guy. Yeah. The Christmas card for the DeSantis family must be very brutal. Yeah, it was he was he was very awkward. He get look, you know, if if it was policy you guys wanted, then I think that there was a lot of policy mm-hmm. discussed. Really the only people who brought up Trump was Chris Christie. Mm-hmm. It was literally everything. He, that's all he has. He couldn't bring up any subject without calling out Trump. Yep. Uh Ron DeSantis did too, as you played in that um in your big take clip there. Yeah. Um but but for the most part, uh, Trump was was non-existent in the debate, except when they get to the last question, yes. which we'll play in a little bit, which was basically a survivor type mm-hmm. question, <laughs> um, uh, which which I think was 
I, I want to debate with you guys whether you think it was an appropriate question or not, but we can get to that okay. in, in the next segment. But I thought, like, as far as substance goes, yeah. uh, you know, if you're looking for for a candidate who 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 is who is accomplished and high on substance, I think the you know these guys were and and gals were uh, you know were right on the money last night. Yeah, I, I just think at the end of the day, though, through two debates, if any of them come out again and say that they they want Trump there, they think that you know he's ducking them. I have seen nothing through two debates that says any of these people can handle Trump on a debate stage. Be careful what you wish for. I agree. Be careful what you ask for. Because mm-hmm. if he does show up at some point again, oh, they're done. They're done. Christie would be the best. Yeah. Against him. Yeah. But um, just what is he the gold. Be- Think about that, though. <clears throat> the best at what? Being a foil, being right. the clown, the mm-hmm. jester. Right. He's not he, his whole. His whole platform. What does he think about foreign policy? Yeah. What does he think? You don't. I don't. I mean, we don't really. We know because he had we a good answer out, on immigration but, last night. But no, he's not known for leadership or policy. He's yeah. just known as the court jester who's going to make a good jab against Trump. It's like that's not a president. That's not a leader to take us forward. Everybody on that stage. I will say this. Every and anybody and everybody is better than what we've got currently. Mm -hmm. And so the question is, as far as that sliver of voters who may be unhappy with Biden, Bidenomics, the economy, the border, the crime. Right. Which one of those last night would they look at? And so I'm hearing more Democrats say, oh, I like Nikki Haley. Mm -hmm. And that to me is is interesting and and I'm and I'm just watching that very carefully. Yeah, no question. I, I still I like her, but any one of these people, with the exception of Christie, uh, I think Trump's looking at him, going, "Oh yeah, I'm picking my cabinet right now." Right, right. Well, he he did address that. I will have that uh, for you coming up later. He made a old school WWE reference, Nick. Kidd. Okay, I'll pick up on it right Ooh. away. Uh, it was it was very <laughs> it was very interesting. So I'll play that for you. Very he was good. in Michigan last night uh, doing a, okay. a rally while these With uh, hundreds well, correct well, these of people. Another, more and, and more counter program it was a, it was a, it was a non-union shop on so it was a non-union shop but it was hundreds of workers okay it was right. a private event but okay joe had what 32 people there were 500 uh-huh. people there were there not a private right. event 855-839-1210 is how you climb in. Last night was night number two of looting, and we will have day two of the fallout and reaction from retail stores to also, we have the rap sheet, we have the arrest. Like Arby's, they say, we have the meats, and we have the deets of all the names. And I'm going to read them off one by one so these people get their 15 seconds of fame and embarrassment. Kale and Company, we're back after this on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. It's Kale and Company On Demand. From Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. You know, the last time WPHT travelers visited Italy, they discovered northern Italy. But next, we're heading south. Yes, yeah, southern Italy on a gastronomical tour of the most beautiful coastline in the entire world, the Amalfi Coast. I've dreamed of this trip for years. This is on my bucket list, and now we're going to check it off together. Join me. For 12 magical days in luxury with the professionals once again from conservative tours because nobody does it better than conservative tours so if i'm putting my good name on the line here i want to travel with the best tour operator in all of italy which brings me to my friends at conservative tours a plus rating with the better business bureau okay here's the trip are you ready we're going to take the high speed jet foil to the isle of capri it's a magical place 
5267. That includes your airfare, luxury hotels, fabulous dining events. We're going to remember this years from now. Just call them toll free 888 733 9494. You can check out the entire itinerary. Just go to conservativetours.com. You'll see my picture there and a little bio, which is nice. And then we'll, all the points that we're going to visit. It's a lot. We're going to cram in there in luxury, in style. The Abbey of Monte Cassino, Italy's best-kept secret, Puglia, medieval Caserta, Sorrento, Pompeii. And yes, we'll see the sights in Rome before heading home. Next spring in Italy, see you in the Isle of Capri, 888-733-9494, conservativetours.com. Nick Dawn and Greg, Talk Radio 1210 WPHD, free Odyssey app, live streaming on YouTube. We got a lot coming up in hour number two. We're going to get to the rap sheets and the arrests and all the details. We've got names, we've got charges. Our girl Meatball hit with six different felonies and also her bail. Uh, we will give you those details on the other side, as well as the, the big retail uh, epidemic that's going on right now with crime and theft and looting. The businesses that are being impacted the most, not just in the Delaware Valley, but nationwide, will have those details for you. But uh, as Dawn mentioned earlier this morning, Philadelphia's fine wine and good spirit stores were closed from vandalism. Uh, all stores yesterday in Philadelphia, as well as one across the border in Cheltenham Township, uh, closed on Wednesday after at least 18 locations were broken into on Tuesday night. Uh, a few stores were open and staffed when people began stealing these items. Uh, they said yesterday, quote, fortunately, no employees were hurt, although some were understandably shaken, said Sean M. Kelly, the press secretary for the Pennsylvania Liquor Control Board. Uh, the decision to close four dozen wine and uh, good spirit stores across the city was made. And Kelly said, quote, in the interest of employee safety and while we assess the damage and loss that occurred. And you see some of the visuals last night as well. I saw it circulating on social media, just glass all over the floor, busted bottles. And that's just in the in the wine and spirit stores. Not to mention, you know, the Apple and the Foot Locker. I'm seeing, like, empty shoeboxes out on the sidewalk. I mean, it literally, Dawn, it looked like a bomb went off in these yeah. places. Like, these people were just straight-up animals and savages. Yeah. And I, I truthfully, I hoped they were all, like, teenagers who snuck out of the house, uh-uh. uh, to be honest. And when they came out with that, uh, I just, and they're adults. 49 of the 52 are adults. We've got just, three youths, 14, 16, and 16, I believe. And of course, as you said, uh, unnamed because mm-hmm. they are, they are minors. juveniles. Yeah. And maybe younger siblings of their not so fabulous yeah. big brother or big sister. But yeah, I, I still think that they're on social media. I think this, this case, because they're putting as the point, even on the front of the inquirer this morning, I mean, they're mm-hmm. putting out a social influencer, and I think this is the first of its kind case yeah. like this, where they're where they're saying, "Well, this twenty-one-year-old, look at her with her hundred plus thousand followers," and she's uh, the face of the whole right? night, basically. But as some, because they always talk about social media, mm-hmm. but now you have somebody who's a quote-unquote influencer uh-huh. who's accused of being this leader. Well, it's time to start shutting down accounts then. Is it? If you can't you know, qu- if you can't question COVID three years ago, then how about we go in and shut these people's Instagrams down? 
about that? So just a thought. Uh, we got to get to a break. We'll come back. We'll continue this conversation on the other side, as well as the arrests that were made. We'll give you all the details and also the retail effect nationwide that is plaguing this country. It's Kale and Company. Hour two is next on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday morning, 6 till 10 on Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and the free Odyssey app.